Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hopefully, that how everybody's having a good morning. Hopefully, everybody's getting their coffee. You know, just just like uh, you know, we'll leave. No, but no, but seriously, I'm ready for today's show, everybody. Uh, hopefully, everybody listened to the Institutions by Media Football Show. I podcast were with Nathan yesterday. He's a Cowboys fan, so hopefully, everybody listened to that uh, from yesterday last night. So, but but, but listen, to everybody, today's show is going to be great. I got my boy Joshua B. You know, which, but, but, but by the way, Josh, before you go, happy birthday to my brother-in-law because my sister's getting married. Hey. Happy birthday to my uh, uh, to my brother-in-law, um, you know, Antonio. So shout out to you, Antonio, and hopefully you have a great birthday. And also, happy birthday. Her birthday's tomorrow, but happy birthday, Jackie, Jackie, my friend Jackie, because she also listens to the Vinside podcast show. So shout out to you, Jackie. Happy, happy, birthday, birthday, happy birthday. Happy birthday to Jackie tomorrow. Anyways. Which, which, by the way, shout out to the Overall Sports Show. Overall Sports Show is going to start in about four, four more hours. So shout out to, to our Andrew Show and yeah, you'll the get best, the, best, the best, the best afternoon show in America, uh, the Overall Sports Show. But anyways, Josh, I'm looking forward to today's podcast because listen, man, we got a lot of things to talk about because free agency is still going. Well, we begin today by saying that if you haven't listened to last night's podcast on the five on the um, 265 podcast with it. Um, that if you are a Cowboys fan, that Vince will um, <clears throat> Vince will ask you to explain yourself before he asks you how you became a Cowboys fan. He will he will demand that you understand that that he understands uh, that that you have an explanation for being a Cowboys fan, and that it wasn't just that 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 is a good explanation in order for Vince to accept it. I think that I think that's the most important thing as we cover the Stefan Gilmore signing uh, or. Yeah. or- and all of that, that if you are a Cowboys fan, that you must have a reason. You cannot simply be a Cowboys fan. Well, here's what I say to that, okay? <laughs> God bless their heart. God bless their heart. God and bless. Sh- and shout out to our, my boy, Nathan. It was a great podcast. My it was. Podcast. Fun. Anyway, was. Anyways, John, let's talk with the Cowboys, shall we? So, Yeah, you want to start so, there? Yes, go. Let's go. I got my Cowboys shirt chart right here. So, Josh, your thoughts with the Cowboys moves. And I mean, I'll, I'll go first. I mean, you know, why don't you give me what happened? What's changed in the last week? Okay. Who was who came in and who came out? And I'll give you my thoughts. Okay, so obviously they got Gilmore, and obviously they got you know Brandon Cooks, and obviously they signed Chuba Aduga. Uh, uh, he's a right. He's a, he's gonna play. He's gonna he's a backup for Tyron Smith. I think that's a sneaky signing. To me, Josh, in my eyes, I think that they're making sneaky signings. Obviously, they were re-signed Dante Fowler. Obviously, we believe in Dan Quinn. I like Gilmore with Trevon Diggs. Um, you know, I feel like I know Cowboy fans were expecting Hopkins or Odell, and I get that because when you when you're a Cowboy fan, you think of stars, right? So obviously they were thinking about another star, but obviously they got Brandon Cooks. He's a decent player, and I, I think by looking at the Cowboys' moves, Josh, it's it's they're, they're telling themselves they made a mistake letting go Amari Cooper. Obviously, for a fifth round pick, which is kind of crazy to this day, but that's the one they're hearing, they're hearing they're there. So Joshua would be. What can you say to the Cowboy fans? Because the only thing I can say is, the, the positive thing is, at least your organization can draft. Because obviously they have, have great they have great scouts, and obviously they can draft. And hopefully they can get that running back from Bama, or hopefully the Cowboy fans are praying to God they get BJ Robinson. I mean, and by the way, I said on the podcast yesterday, Josh, you listened to it mm-hmm. just, just today. I said, don't be surprised if the Eagles get BJ Robinson because the Eagles can say, "Fuck you, I can, I can get him." Anyways, Josh, your thoughts about the Cowboys? Can you make Cowboy fans happy? 26 other teams can say fuck you before the Dallas Cowboys have a chance. Exactly, yeah. Robinson. Um, I would tell Cowboys fans to slow your roll a little bit. Mm. Um, 
I, I don't necessarily think you should be miserable, right. but I also think that you should be, you should keep your expectations in check. And specifically, I think the pendulum swung the other way um, for Eagles, for, for the Eagles to sort of be the fit. Mm, okay, okay. Uh, so Eagles fans are going to be happy with what you said about Yeah, that. I okay, think Eagles fans will be more happy with me than Cowboys fans. I appreciate um, the trade for Stefan Gilmore. I really, really do. I actually <clears throat> think that the trade for Brandon Cooks was also really, really good. I agree. But, when, but, when, he's healthy, when he's healthy, yes. Yeah. But doing both those things not only impacted your salary cap, as both players make over $10 million a year, it also impacted your draft capital. So yes. what you're doing is you're trading the controllable asset in exchange for the security um, of the position of the player. Yep. And the yep. question you have to ask yourself is – even if the moves make sense in a vacuum for this year, are you going to regret it later on? Now, Cowboys fans don't like to look at it that way, right? They right. Are look at it as, you know, we got a great player. We traded, I mean, in the in the Cooks case, like next to nothing. I mean, a fifth and a sixth round pick right. is is nothing. In the Gilmore case, you know, a fifth round pick as well. is. Also, they made another move last yesterday, Josh. It was also Ronald Jones running back for the Chiefs. Keep going. So, yeah. No, I knew about that, and I left it out on purpose. We'll get to okay. Um, because yeah. I want to start with the moves that you should be confident in. Right, exactly. You Gilmore, yeah, yeah, confident yeah. In the Brandon Cooks move. That's a really good move. You should be confident in the Stephen Gilmore move. That's a really good move. But right. the problem is, is that you left out the part where they lost Dalton Schultz. Yes, yeah. Last year, Dak Prescott accounted for 15 interceptions. Um, just for today's podcast, I'll let you know that I did a little bit of research. And did you know that mm. all 15 of those interceptions were on targets to wide receivers? Mm. I do, and I looked it up, and you're welcome to look it up as well. You're welcome for your audience to look it up, but that's the truth, that Dak Prescott threw 15 interceptions last year, and they were all to wide receivers. Further, yeah. right, um, while Tony, um, while Tony Butler did have yeah. some fumbles, in general, you live with them. Um, right. mm-hmm. You live with them because of the, of the just ability – that that he has right. I mean, he clearly mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of ability, but you can't feel super confident because he had that ACL surgery, right? Exactly. Literally yeah. at the end of the year, so he's going to be spending the year recovering. Um, right. Bills fan who had to watch Tre'Davious White overcome the same injury. It wasn't until late in the year where he really started to look like himself. Yes. Yes. Yep. Well, the question is, like, do your moves put you over the Eagles, right? And I think the answer is no. I would have said differently um, in the event that they had lost Darius Slay. But losing C.J. Gardner-Johnson is not enough to and, – and Javon Hargrave. And, like, look, I love Javon Hargrave. We're eventually going to get to him with the San Francisco – we cover him every Oh, day. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing for the San Francisco 49ers. He would have been amazing on the Eagles. The bottom line is that the Eagles drafted their replacement last year. Yes, they did. They're yes, they did. Gordon Davis for that particular loss, right? The C.J. Gardner-Johnson one, I mean, they immediately pick up a safety. And if they're really that worried about it, right, then they can go and draft a safety as well. So yeah. they didn't lose anything in terms of their boundary corner, cornerbacks. You can make a case that they lost um, something at right guard, like a long offensive line. And Louis, it, yeah, Nate, yeah, it was Nate. Yeah, Nate. So, yeah, I know you're talking about. Yep, it's yeah. Yep, yep. But you're still not strong enough as, like, as far as the Cowboys go, you lost safety valve in Dalton Schultz. Now, could um, Pemberton pick up? Like, maybe. 
but it takes a lot. There's a lot that goes into playing tight end. And I know that it's a deep draft class. I know that it's a deep draft class at tight end at running back. And those are the two places that Cowboys yep. are relatively weak. I'm um, even with the signing of Ronald Jones. But mm-hmm. in my eyes, I don't think – I think the loss of Dalton Schultz is going to be bigger than you think it is. When he's I agree. not there, that Cowboys office, offense struggles to get those key fourth downs, right? Mm-hmm. The big play is still going to be there. In fact, the big play is probably going to be enhanced with Brandon Cooks. But you're also losing um, a little bit from Kellen Moore all the way to Mike McCarthy. You're losing quite a bit, right, um, from Kellen Moore to Mike McCarthy and Brian Schottenheimer calling plays. So between the problem at running back, and by the way, since you said that, hold on. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean between the concerns at running back that I have, um, yeah. and the Dak interception problem, and the loss of Dalton Schultz, I'm not ready to say that the Cowboys are a more complete team. I am ready to say they're a more complete defense. I like their defense. Me I'm too. Me too. But that's not all that we're talking about when we're talking about the division. Then in the grander scheme, the Super Bowl, um, it's going to be very hard for me to put them over the Eagles. I think the Eagles are a more complete. So for you, are they second at at, at best? <sighs> I guess. I don't really want Cowboys fans on my case. It's not what my heart says, yeah. right? It, my heart says that the, that the commanders are probably going to be second. Um, but my head says that don't piss off cowboy fans this early in the morning. Let them have their let them have their moment in the sun, um, and let them let them believe that they're sun. their defense. Look, their defense could be strong enough yeah. to to carry them. But honestly, know, I think we both agree. Honestly, we, we we believe in more than Dan Quinn more than McCarthy. That's not saying much. Go ahead. Well, yeah. it's saying a lot because Dan yeah. Quinn might be the coach by the end of next year. Yeah, I um, but. You know, what What does that say to you, right? I mean, Cowboys fans always are quick to bring that up, right? <laughs> that if Mike McCarthy struggles, well, then Dan Quinn will be the head coach last year. Here's a newsflash for all of the Cowboys. <laughs> the last time we saw Dan Quinn as a head coach, he failed spectacularly with the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> We're not saying that he doesn't know how to coach a defense. Right, 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 yeah. He does know how to coach a defense. The question is, are you going to be better than the Philadelphia Eagles? And the answer at this moment That's a right there. No, no. No. And then the question becomes, are you better than the commanders? And I'm inclined to say at, quarter, at quarterback, yes. Now well maybe. Yeah. I mean, again, fifteen interceptions is a lot. That's true. Or as I like to think of it, more than Jacoby Brissett through through last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I'm not look. I'm not. I'm not saying that the Cowboys shouldn't be better than the Commanders. I'm saying that it's a it's heavily reliant on the big play. Like, and you say, well, is it too much on the big play? And I'll leave that for people who are more critical of the Cowboys than me. Right. right. I'm really going to say that it's going to be heavily reliant on the wide receivers. I agree. I agree. And you're in a you're in a division. That I mean, look, say what you want about the commanders and the giants, and God knows that I'm going to about the giants. <laughs> yeah. But the secondaries across the division are not bad. No. It's true that the Eagles are the stud one, mm-hmm. but like the commander secondary doesn't suck. And the Giants secondary, their defense doesn't suck. No. So all of your big plays are going to come from quarterback to wide receiver hookups, or at least that's the way it looks until Tony Pollard um, returns and until the Cowboys prove that they can run the ball for first downs over and over and over again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll tell you who hasn't proved 
that he can be a consistent running back. And that's Ronald Jones Jr. I've seen him in Tampa Bay. I've seen him in Kansas City. I've seen him in I've seen him in Arizona. I've seen this guy get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And if you were expecting him to be anything more than a one-game starter, then you will be sorely disappointed. He's right, right now. He's the third running back. Yeah, I mean, and that's where he should be. Yeah. He's not if, if you're expecting him to be like the answer, right? Then you're going to be disappointed if you're a Cowboys fan. So, in other words, what you're telling Cowboy fans, your biggest needs. Is another running back mm-hmm. and a tight end. Yeah, which is good for the draft, right? Because those are two places where the draft is really deep. The question is, is the learning curve going to be too much for a rookie tight end? Exactly, yeah. And yep. then it's not just the learning curve, right? Because that's one thing. But then yeah. the second thing is, is you're not replacing like a below average tight end. You're replacing Dalton Schultz, who's what? The 10th best tight end in the NFL? Yeah. You're be, you're you're acting as Dak's security blanket. Do they have something for for that? And at my eyes, I think the answer is no. I think there's a lot riding on Dak's shoulders and Dak's ability. And we're going we're going to see, but my inclination is to say at the moment that no, they don't have enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I want to that back with you Josh. For me, I'll say this. Obviously, I'm with you on the Cowboys defense. And listen, Dak, at the end of the day, let's keep it real about Dak. He owns the Commanders. He owns the Giants all the time. The only question is going to be, can he beat Philly? I do think they could split. The question is going to be, okay, I want to to, to to your question here. Who do you believe, which defense do you believe is better as, as of right now? You think it's Dallas or do you think it's Philly as of right now? Philly. I think it's Philly. Okay, that's fair. I'm with you. I'm with you. And they're about and they're about to get better with those two first rounders, depending on who they pick. But I'm with you. Uh, that's fair. Okay. So yeah. So there you go. All right. So Cowboy fan, we'll see what happens. But as but if hopefully you get another running back, and hopefully you get a tight end, and hopefully you nail those because if you do, I mean, it's true. Dak has owned the Giants. Like Dak has owned the Giants, and he's owned the Commanders. You know, all all year last year. Yeah. Have the Commanders made the improvements? I would argue that the Commanders have. I would, uh, yeah, and we'll better, talk about I, them right now. We'll talk about them. So, which by, by the way, Josh, I'm podcasting with, with my boy Ben Fair later, later today. He's also a Commander fan, and he's also going to be happy about the podcast because I think they're heading in the right direction. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Do I think they can make the playoffs? Yes, obviously, depending on quarterback play. I think Brissett should start because I, I know some some Commander fans don't are not happy with the Sunday. I know Ben is, but not some other Commander fans because. They they love Haneke because you know he's the locker room yada yada yada. But Commander Fred, let's keep it real. Percent's better. I mean, I mean, if you're saying Haneke's better, then you're just being a racist or you just like white quarterback. Let's keep it real. I'm not trying to be fun. I'm just gonna keep it real. Listen, I like Percent in this situation. He's got they get. He obviously has better weapons in in, in Washington. Obviously, the receivers in Washington are way better than the Cleveland Cleveland has. Okay, I like the running back core with the Washington Commanders. Now the question is going to be. Can the commanders stay healthy on defense? That's going to be the key, right, Josh? And, and I, to me, Rivera, if the commanders don't make the playoffs, I think Rivera's out. And we we probably both know that the enemy is going to get that job after next year. Well, and also, 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 John, before you go, I told commanders fans this even if this percent thing does not work out, guess what? Next year's draft for quarterbacks are better. How about that? Go ahead, Josh. Well, I think the command, I think the the enemy thing is the reason that it works. Okay. Like, I think that's it. I, I know that Brissett is sort of a hot topic among Commanders fans and that you always want to, like, 
um, go to like what's on the field as opposed to what's in the um, as opposed to what's coaching them. But for my money, Bienemy has been deep into the playoffs each of the last five years. And you could say, oh, well, it's because of Mahomes. But that feels very simple yep. to me. I mean, to, to say that Bienemy deserves no credit seems a little, yep. a little nonsensical with all the receiver turnover, with all of the offensive player turnover. Yep. Um, it, it seems like it's probably that, that Bienemy deserves some credit. And Patrick yep. Holmes has given him some credit. Right. So um, for me, at least, the reason to be optimistic about the commanders is that I think there's a massive upgrade, a big upgrade from Scott yep. Eric B. Enemy. Yep. So, OK, well, what is that upgrade? Right. And to me, that upgrade is two wins. That's where I'm at with the commanders. Mm, That's okay. right. And they, they win one more game. And so where does that put them? That puts them at 10 and seven. Right. OK. okay. Them in the playoffs in a weak NFC as a six as a six seed, but who cares? That's not the point. The point is that like you're in the playoffs, right? yeah. And the other they can be a sneaky, dangerous team because of that defense. But I'm with it. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I mean that's what I have to say. I yeah. think Deron Payne is was everything. That was big. Yep. Yep. And you added Eric Bieniemy. That you add Jacoby Brissett. That you add Andrew Wiley for next to nothing. Like, those are all solid moves. You know what's crazy, Josh? If they would have let him go, how, how much you would have bet the Niners would have got paid? Same you, know what's great? you know what's crazy? The Niners wanted him at the, at the deadline. That's how you know they wanted him. Well, yeah. I mean, you could have made a case that Deron Payne is better overall than Javon Obviously, And obviously he's younger. But, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no. All I'm saying to you is that you could have made a case that, it, that, they're, um, that Deron Payne was better than Javon Hargrove. He's younger. Yep. He, He's been um, he's been a consistent success. I mean, admittedly, he's not in, he's not you know he hasn't had the splash plays, right? But also, he's like you know five years younger, and what does that count for? A lot, right? exactly. Yeah. So, like for this season, you'd probably want Hargrove, but for long term, you probably want Payne. Payne, yeah, exactly, exactly. No, no, no I mean, question like, about. I, it. I, dude, I don't know what to tell you other than I like what the um, Commanders have done. Like I, I'm, I'm happy with them. I like the Andrew Wiley signing a lot, especially for the money. I think, that's and they got Nick Gates. So I didn't the Nick Gates signing, a fantastic signing. The only, the only thing that they need, they got bro, and Ben said it. He's gonna say in the podcast. The only guy they got to get rid of is Norvell. Other than that, that's a solid O line. That's, that's such a small potatoes thing. <laughs> they brought in, they brought in competition. Yeah, they're gonna bring in competition through the through the draft, and Norvell will either step up or he won't. It'll be one or the other. But the rest of the offensive line is solid. I agree. And so, like, if Norwell is the weak link, well, then they will replace Norwell, and you will move you you will move forward. But between Brissett, Wiley, Holcomb, um, like having um, if getting FA Obata back for like nothing, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought for sure he was going to go, and it turns out that he didn't go anywhere. Um, you know, Isaac is still on the market if they really want him back. So is Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're doing things right. They're they're solid. Mm-hmm. They definitely believe that the enemy is going to be able to coach um, Jahan Dotson in a better way. Yeah, yeah. He, have to believe it. I mean, you've seen what he's done with no name receivers, yep. whether it's Nicole Hardman, whether it's Byron Pringle, 
like you you've out loud seen it juju smith schuster and you know tyree kill is the guy that everybody points to but the truth is is that those receivers like he's worked with like all kinds of people because mm-hmm. kansas receiving room has just been a turnstile people mm-hmm. go people coming out yeah. right so i just i'm i'm of the opinion that the enemy is going to give you two additional wins like and so what is that worth and then what does that mean for the cowboys and the eagles can the cowboys and the eagles keep up their dominance of the commanders and that's really the question going into the season and i'll have more on this we do this every single week guys so like yeah. I, normally it's on tuesday but this is coming out early enough on wednesday that if you missed us on tuesday you'll get us on wednesday we'll we'll be here let me ask you this let me ask you this josh how do you think i think Versailles is going to play well in this in, in washington what do you think for for to, for the commander fans that are listening? I think it'll be one of two things, commanders fans. It'll be one of two ways. Either Sam Howell will spend will have spent this offseason, the one that you're currently in right now, yeah. working hard, okay? Or alternatively, he won't. I know that sounds simple, and indeed it is simple, right? If he doesn't, if he hasn't, if he's just been goofing off. Then it will. Then Jacoby Brissett will step in and will play great. And if he has been working hard, and if he is ready, and he has the and he has the starting job from jump, that tells you that whatever you have in Sam Howell is better in Eric Bieniemy's eyes. Yeah. That. And what's that worth? Right. How much? How much? What is that worth to have the rookie quarterback? Well, I'll yeah. tell you what it's worth. The last few Super Bowls. Um, like the last the last few playoffs, those rookie quarterbacks allow you to do everything that you want with your salary cap. Yep. yep. So either you've struck gold or you haven't. If you haven't struck gold, well then um Jacoby Brissett is right there to lead you and also the draft is there as a safety net. Yep. If he is ready to lead you, well then you might have something more severe. You yep. might I mean, so either way, it, so either way it's a win win it's a win win for them. Yeah, they've set themselves up for a win win situation. Okay. There you go, Commander Fred. We made you happy. All right. Now, let's go with another NFC East team, okay? Because this was odd, uh, Josh. So, obviously, you know, we heard Slate was released, obviously. And then, like, what? Fucking three hours later, the Eagle, oh, four hours later, the Eagles signed Slate. We were like, what the fuck? I, what, what the fuck happened? We, we thought, were, because John Clark reported that they were, they were going to sign C.J. Gardner Johnson. That's, that's what I thought, too. I mean, that's what I would have done. I would have got C.J. and then, obviously, signed Bradbury. Done deal. Boom. Uh, but no, Eagles, you know, wanted Darius Slay back, you know, now that, you know, Slay and his wife are happy, shout out to them, you know, but, <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm happy for them, and listen, my my dad, Chris Size, is going to listen to this podcast, by the way, shout out to my dad. Um, no, but seriously, Josh, should Eagle fans, I mean, I know Eagle fans are, are some parts of Eagle fans are pissed off that Cheetah Gardner Jones has left, which, at the end of the day, is business, it's the free agency, come on, guys, what the fuck, I mean, you can't keep everybody. Okay, this is not rocket science. Okay, it's not. It's not going to be easy. I mean, I mean, look at look at my team. We're going to talk about team pretty soon, but I'll make my team better example. We can't keep everybody. I'm going to say that again when we're talking about my team. But you can't keep everybody, ladies and gentlemen. You just can't. I mean, I know, I know. KG says anything is possible. No, not I'm not in the NFL. This is a salary cap. So, Josh, what could you tell the Eagle fans to make them happy? I know some are pissed off that Cedric Gardner Johnson left, but what can you say to Eagle fans to make them more happy? that you weren't supposed to keep James Bradbury in the first place mm. that James Bradbury was supposed to leave, but you ended up keeping him. Interesting. Right. He was the one who was supposed to go and you ended up keeping him. You were supposed to lose um, Jason Kelsey to retirement 
and he's back. He stays, yeah. Yeah. You were supposed to lose – you were either going to lose Fletcher Cox to retirement or he was going to go away, but he's back. You know, um, Marcus Mariota is probably better than Gardner Minshew at this point in their career. That's a good sign. That's a good sign. Yep. Um, Rashad Penny is better. I'll, I'll say it right now. That when healthy, Rashad Penny is better than – I agree. People people don't uh, forget about Penny, but, he, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, while – and that Greedy Williams, if he's healthy – you know, is probably fine. That's a good, he's young, and he's young too. Yep. In terms mm-hmm. of replacing CJ Gardner Johnson, like don't get me wrong, I like CJ Gardner Johnson a whole heck of a lot. I, I probably like him in a vacuum more than Greedy Williams. But then you ask yourself, well, why do I like him better than Greedy Williams? And I think the answer is because CJ Gardner Johnson has been healthier. Yep. I don't think it's because of talent. I don't think it has anything to do with like winning. Mm-hmm. I think that it's a luxury. So. Yep. You're betting on Greedy Williams over C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Would you have liked to keep C.J. Gardner-Johnson? Of course. Yeah, of course. Anyone would, yep. But again, as Vince just said a moment ago, like, you lose players. Like, it happens, right? You lost Javon Hargrave, but you feel fine about it because you have Jordan Davis, right? You also have two first-round picks. So if you're really that worried about secondary, go draft someone. Yep. But I don't think that's what you should be worried about if you're an Eagles fan. I think that what you should be worried about if you're an Eagles fan is losing um. Shoot, why did I just forget his name? Isaac Samalo and obviously the other guy? Yeah, Nate, the guard. Nate, the, the, yeah. the guard. The Nate, oh. Nate something, Gerbig, whatever. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, yeah, yeah. No, Isaac... Samalo, um, Samalo. Samalo, that's the one who I would be worried about. That That's who um, I would be a little bit concerned about. But again... You're right, you're right, because right now the right guard is Joss... Your, your name, by the way, Joss Seals. I don't know who the fuck that is. You're right. And obviously their centers are Cam Jurgen. He's good. Brett... Toa, but okay, yeah, I, I get your point. Go ahead, keep going, keep going. Yeah, all I'm, all I'm gonna say about it is that, like, that would be my number one thing. And the thing about it is, is that I'm sitting really pretty for that. Like, having the 10th pick in the draft and getting a young guard in there with that kind of pedigree, you're, you're in the right spot for it. Oh, Peter Sar- I think you managed to get Peter, luckily to get Peter Sarasi. Well, That's- they're not gonna get him. I doubt the it. Point yeah. is, the point is, is, yeah. is that you're in the spot. Yeah, or you're in the spot to address it in the early, early first. Um, and like, I like Eagles fans, you were always going to lose some people. I have it right now as you lost T.J. Edwards, Kazir White, and Javon Hargrove. Those are the people that you kind of like lost on defense that were starters. But you were going to have, you were going to lose Kazir White. You were going to lose T.J. Edwards. Yep. Anyway, it was going to happen no matter what. Yeah. Like, you were always going to lose those guys. They got paid way too much money. Yeah. And, and same with Javon Hargrove, but Hargrove was 30 years old. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, you were going to lose those guys. So the yeah. question is, can you be okay at linebacker? And, you know, ask your dad, ask Chris. But I think the answer is yes. I think you're going to be okay at linebacker. Yeah, the right, linebackers right now are Nicobe Dean and Nicholas Moreau as of right now. I think you'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not what you want to hear. I know you want to hear, like, we're we're the greatest team ever, but it's just you're not there right now. You're a little closer to the Cowboys, but As I, right now, my dad will tell you he's not even worried. I mean, we, they got the Kobe Dean and it's already against the little linebackers. Keep going. Yeah, he's right. He's right. Right. And so go get yourself a linebacker. You will like believe in your team. Believe in Howie Roseman. He's kept your team competitive in all but one year of his tenure. Yeah, trust him. That's what I have to say to Eagles fans. And by the way, they lost Gannon. I guess who their defensive co- I don't know who the fuck he is, but he runs the Seattle scheme, which that's that's good news. Well, that's great. There you yeah. go. 
That's great. That's much, it's much more confident than I feel about Giants. The Giants, I'll tell you that. Mm, okay, okay. Um, Giants. I, I think the Giants are, are good and proper bad. Um, <laughs> and so, like, you're in a way better spot than you were. Like, you're, you're way better than the Giants. No matter how you feel about the Commanders, the Cowboys, or the, or the Eagles, you're one of the other three fa- fan bases. Like, you should Right. Oh my gosh. Giant fans are going like this to you. They suck. Oh. I mean, they suck. They're awful. Your big concern, if you were like, their big priority was signing Darius Slayton and Raheem Nunez Roaches. Have you ever heard of Raheem Nunez Roaches? Oh, no. Tampa Bay's backup defensive tackle. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. You have a good point. But your big signing was Paris Campbell. Come on, man. <laughs> Bobby Okariki, come on. No. Like, four years, $40 million for Okariki. Two years for Darius Slayton. What did Darius Slayton do for you last year? <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, the funny thing is, sadly, their receiver won. Sadly, is Waller. And that's kind of sad. All right, but anyways, let's move on and talk about this team because this fan base is, is going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about the Detroit Lions because, man, oh, man, oh, man, yeah. Josh, they are – I'm going to say right now on this show, and I'm sitting on the 6265 Media Football Show, you saw you saw what I heard, you saw what I said today on that show, and I, and I mean it. And I trust Brad Holmes. He can draft. I mean, look at his past drafts. He can draft. So if everything goes right and when everything if – they, if they stay healthy, to me, I would not be surprised if this team goes to the Super Bowl because what – what are they missing, Josh? They, we, they have a good old line. They have good receiving depth when healthy. Obviously, they have a good running pipe core with Montgomery and Swift if Swift stays healthy. Okay. Um, and what what was the Lions' missing piece? A secondary. They upgraded it with Cedar Gardner Johnson and Cam Sutton. Obviously, they got Jeff Okuda. But they're, they're on the right path. And, Josh, I'm going to say it right now, and I'm going to say it on Andrew's show. Not on Andrew's show today, but soon, when we do the prediction, obviously – I think the Lions, as we speak, and they, including the draft, to me, they're the favorites in the NFC. Ooh. That's a hot take, but I see it coming. That is a hot take. I'm not there. there I know you're not there yet, but it's possible. No, I'm, I'm not with you on that. I think I am with you on the idea that they're the best team in the NFC North. That's not saying much, but keep going. Well... I mean, you you let it say what you want to say. I mean, Jacksonville is fine being the favorites in the AFC South. So I get <laughs> FC North. Who cares? The point is that you're in the playoffs. So exactly, right? Where are you in the playoffs? And we'll 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 talk about that as it gets closer. But yeah, between the but the CJ Gardner signing was an excellent sign. Their secondary, if nothing else, is going to be more talented with Emmanuel Bosley, Cam Sutton, CJ Gardner Johnson on top of Jeff Okuda. Like those that's good. That's that's good stuff. Like you can do a lot worse than <laughs> a lot worse <laughs> than that or than that in your secondary. Um and you know, other teams are doing a lot worse. I, I mean I'm with you on the idea that they're that they're good. I didn't like the signing of Jake McQuaid. Um yeah. Whatever you're looking at, one point three million dollars. I don't know why I'm criticizing a long snapper. I don't. <laughs> like, who cares? Like, who cares? Long snapper. Who cares? I, um, I think that they're 
I mean, you know how I feel about David Montgomery. I, I don't think that he's that good, but sure, whatever. He could be a running back. And I think that they set themselves up in such a way that they don't have to worry about what's coming up in the draft. Yeah. You know, I think they're going to be able to take whoever they think is the best player. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Josh. Good question. I said the same thing to my boy, buddy Ben, and same thing to the Lions fans. You have a number six pick, and I don't think they're ever going to have a number six pick ever again with Brad Holmes. So, with that being said, Wait. if you're the Detroit Lions, right, and obviously if Anderson's on the board, Jill Carter's on the board, yada, yada, yada. I mean, they have to pay Goff pretty soon. They have to, they have to pay Jared Goff pretty soon, but probably in about after next year. So, if you're the Lions and the quarterback's right there, would you do it? Or What, what, would, you, what would you do, Josh? Because, because Brad Holmes could go either way. So, I really want to emphasize to all your listeners – I do not think a quarterback is going to be there at six. Okay. okay. I don't think it's going to happen. Everything I hear suggests that the um, the four quarterbacks will be gone, period, by the end of um, – by the time that um, the Lions pick at six. But what that is going to do is it's going to drop the defensive players. If you have an opportunity to get Jalen Carter, like – that's completely that's completely a possibility if that's what they want to do. If they want to upgrade their defense, there's a chance, albeit a small one, that Will Anderson could be there as well, in which case you'd be pairing Will Anderson next to Aiden Hutchinson, um, and that would be incredible, right? But I think the four um, quarterbacks are all going to go in the top five picks. I, I, I think Seattle is just one notch above you. Um, for Anthony, for for the Anthony Richardson suite. Now, Josh, what if Seattle goes to a different route? Because Pete Carroll loves secondary. What if he goes to that corner of Oregon? Now, now the Colts are on the board. I'm telling you right now, they're going Will Levis. So take take away the other quarterback. So if you're Detroit and one of those quarterbacks are right there, well, the Colts are still the Colts are still ahead of you. Right. Let's just say for the moment that three quarterbacks are going for sure. The Carolina okay. Panthers are picking one at one. The, the Texans are picking one at two. Quarterback. And, and the Colts are picking one at four. Okay. So what you have to wonder is what are what's Arizona going to do at three and what's Seattle going to do at five? Okay. I don't know what Arizona is going to do at three. Nobody knows what Arizona does from year to year anyway. I mean, again, they operate in the Stone Age. So, so can we, you know, Josh, can we, can we, can we, can, you know, need, we need to let the Arizona. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. But keep going. I'm just well, it's the truth. You don't know from year to year what Arizona is going to do. You don't know what kind of, you don't know, you don't know Arizona so much that you don't even know what kind of turf they're going to have on the field. Like, we don't know what they're going to do from year to year with Arizona. So then the question becomes, like, if they, they either take a quarterback or a defensive player, right? Let's just, so just go with, like, your general instinct, right? And assume they don't do something stupid like draft Bijou Robinson, right? Let's <laughs> for a moment that it's, like, some kind of normalcy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Your answer, your questions are: Do I want to take a, a defensive tackle and beat up my defense and try and win right now, or do I want to draft my quarterback in the future because I don't think I'm ever going to be drafting this high again? Right. And yeah. I think that Seattle, with Geno Smith locked up for the next three years, is the end point. I think you need to be at number five if you want one of the four quarterbacks. I agree. Because if I'm Seattle and any of the four quarterbacks are sitting there staring me in the face. Yeah, take it. At number four, at number five, I take them, right? So then, who does that leave? That leaves either a marquee prospect like Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, or if you want to upgrade your secondary even further, you can get Christian Walker, 
um, which would be a lot of fun for Detroit. They, you could make a case that that would automatically make them the best secondary if everybody's healthy in the entire NFL. Miami fans would be kicking themselves if that happened. Exactly. Um, also, and also, if that's the case, I would, if I had to bet my money, if Will Anderson's on the board, they'll probably take him. Most more than likely. Go well, ahead. you could pair if you could pair Will Anderson next to Aiden Hutchinson. It's over. You have Aiden Hutchinson on one side and Will Anderson on the other. You're gonna be you're gonna be terrorizing. Those poor NFC guys. You'll make Aaron Rodgers look like, you know, a genius for out of that division. Um, yeah, I, that's what I would love. I would love. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. So good. That, was, that, was Aaron, that was Aaron Rodgers laughing at you. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, that's what I would love to see happen. I just don't. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 hard to say. But, I mean, we talked all last year about them needing more on defense. And they're in the spot to go get it. So no, I'm, I'm, see, see, a lot. I'm with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm a more defensive guy because why? What does my team care about? Defense. Go ahead. It's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah. I mean, I just I'm I'm in I'm in the position that I definitely think they're the favorites for the NFC North. I'd like them to get a winning record before I put them as the favorites to get out of the NFC. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But they're on their way, right? Yeah. No question. Okay. All right, shout out to you, Lion fans. Shout out to my, my locker room OG, Lexi. She's also a Lions fan, and she's happy. Shout out to Lexi. All right, anyway, let's talk about this team, shall we? We'll talk about, let's go with your Bills. All right, so John. Oh, we're be... just skipping the rest of the NFC East. I'll do it really quickly. Um, the Bears are fine. They're, they're, they're fine. They haven't, um, nothing's, nothing's really changed since the last week that we talked um, for the Chicago Bears. They're in the same spot that they were, um, that they were last time, um, at least in, in my book. Like nothing has nothing has really changed for for the Bears as I view them. Um, I'm looking at their I'm looking at their roster to make sure I haven't forgotten anything. Um, oh, they got Robert Tunyon. That'll be funny. Um, the first time he catches a touchdown, that'll be that'll be exciting. Um, when you lose <laughs> Nicholas Moreau off the league's worst defense to go to Philadelphia, um, just know that you're fine. That like you you you'll make it. Um, the the Green Bay Packers. What have they done in the last um, week that I have to that I have to? Be the tight. I'm looking. I'm looking. Um, I don't think they did a thing. Oh well, 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 that's not true. They re-signed Mas- Matthew Orzek. Um, for three years, the the long snapper for Green Bay. Um, <laughs> that's what you want to do when you're up against the cap. You want to sign long snappers because you know that's going to make the difference for you. Great work, Green Bay. And then let's go to the. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. It's re- the whole thing. Is ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, this is so funny. <laughs> They're in a holding pattern because of Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you know. You know. You know what's crazy, Josh? The Packers can actually draft. And this is it's just Rodgers is just holding their captive. It's just it's so funny. And yeah, if you're Brad Holmes, your division is laughable. Now the only the only honestly, if you're Brad Holmes, the only thing you should fear are the Bears. But but anyway, oh, here's something interesting. What? Um, the Minnesota Vikings re-signed Alexander Madison. Yes, it did. Turns out people don't like Alexander Madison. It wasn't just me. Let's see what else happened. Um, Greg Joseph. That was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Sign a kicker. Why not? Minnesota, my award for the worst offseason so far in professional football. Um, the Minnesota Vikings are are just the dumbest. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Josh, can we do this? Can we do this to them? 
We can. They're big signing. They're big signing. If you don't count Byron Murphy, and why would you? Arizona. <laughs> if you don't count Byron Murphy, their big signing is Josh Oliver, which is dumb on multiple levels. Right? I, thought, I thought it would be Marcus Davenport, but keep going. No, it's Josh Oliver. Marcus Davenport's one year, $13 million. Josh Oliver's three years, 21 Damn. Josh Oliver, the backup tight end for the Minnesota, for the Baltimore Ravens. Josh Oliver, the backup tight end for the Minnesota Vikings, because you have TJ Hawkinson sitting right there. That's true. That's true. That's what true. a great signing. Spend $7 million a year on a tight end. It's not like you have anything else better to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ready to go to the next division? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Joshua, you're representing Bill's nation, obviously. So, you know, what can you say to Bill's? It's out to you guys for signing Damian Harris. I like that move. Hopefully, he stays healthy. But, you know, obviously, oh, they not- released, obviously they released Isaiah McKenzie. So, so Bill's fans are listening to this podcast. So, Joshua, you're representing Bill's nation. How do you feel with Damian Harris signing? And I talked to Lucas Gaynor, by the way. Um, okay. Obviously, He's got a mad kind of because obviously he went he went to the rivals, but you know what? Shout out to Damian Harris went to Bama and hopefully he stays healthy for you guys because I think you guys have a good running back core. I like Harris. I like James Cook. I like uh, I, I like Hines. So Joshua B, what can you say to Bills fans? Um, I can say that the Bills are better than you think they are. Mm. Um, that the Bills have had an outstanding offseason. I was wrong to down. Um, Tremaine Edmonds, it's like, whatever, dude. You were never... Yeah, they listened to this podcast. What, what, what did you... Josh, what did you say on this podcast? Let them yeah, know. That you were never going to re-sign Tremaine Edmonds at that price. It was never going to happen. Nope. There was no world in which you were going to spend $16 million a year on an off-ball linebacker. So once you get past that, right, then the question becomes like, okay, what's my next big concern? And the answer is, the answer is I'm really worried about safety. What are we going to do if Jordan Poyer leaves? Well, here's the good news. Jordan Poyer didn't go anywhere. No, he didn't. Right. And you didn't just sign him. You signed him for nothing. Yeah. One year, $7 million. I think Jordan Poyer rated as just a notch below Jesse Bates. And I know that everybody thinks that Jesse Bates is a lot better. They're not. He's he's the same. He, he's the same, but he's younger. You know exactly. He's, yeah, but he's younger. I understand, right? He's younger than Jordan Poyer. Jordan Poyer has an interesting injury history, but when they're on the field, they're the same level of player, right? Your next weakness was like, well, what are we going to do about Roger Saffold? He sucked at guard. What are we going to do? And the answer is, well, we're going to sign Connor McGovern off of the Dallas Cowboys. By the way, Dallas Cowboys, same Dallas Cowboys that haven't replaced Connor McGovern, but whatever. (laughs) Who cares? They got Stephon Gilmore. They got Brandon Cooks. Who cares about protecting the guy who's throwing them the ball? Whatever. (laughs) Who cares? What difference does it make? Yeah, okay. And then the follow-up, like the the reason that I was mad last week at the Buffalo Bills is because I thought Deontay Hardy, um, formerly Deontay Harris – who has any idea why he changed his <laughs> just as a, just so you know, I did do the research as to why his last name. Nobody knows. It, there's no reporting on it. You're welcome to Google search. Like I'm going to, I'll do it right now for everybody just to make sure I'm right on this. I'm pretty sure I researched this. Why did Deontay Hardy change his name? Oh, because he wanted to be different from Marquez Callaway. Oh no! Wait a minute. Because of his stepfather. Well, how about that? That's that's very sweet. 
still stupid. I mean, you could have done that before, <laughs> but whatever. Like, so he changed his name to honor his stepfather. He changed his last name. He could have done that like three years ago, but whatever. Apparently now we have to do it. Even so, that was the move that I was upset about. I was upset about Deontay Hardy. I thought Deontay Hardy was a waste of space and he wasn't going to have any room to play. But they released Isaiah McKenzie to give Deontay Hardy room to play. And then they came to their senses and they were like, wait a minute. Why would we ever just let Deontay Hardy win that um, position? Why don't we just go out and sign Trent Sherfield? And they did. And I'm excited about Trent Sherfield. I think Trent Sherfield is a um, might even be better than Deontay Hardy. We're gonna find out. Um, quick, fast, in the hurry. But they signed Trent Sherfield for nothing. And right. by the way, Josh, he's only 27 years old. But yeah, and Deontay Hardy, by the way, is only 25. Is only 25. So and he was born on my, on my year, 1996. Look at that. Keep going. He's actually my age, by the way, 27. Look at that, Josh. Go both ahead. of them. Both of them younger than Drops Machine. Drops on uh, McKenzie. You know, okay. both, of them, both of them younger than Drops McKenzie. Um, and then to, the coup de grace, right, is that you let go of Devin Singletary and you get Damian Harris. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, I like Damian Harris better than I like um, Devin Singletary. And that's fair. When Harris is healthy, I mean, even Lucas will tell you, Damian Harris and, you know, the other, uh, other running back uh, the Patriots have, I mean, they were a good combo when healthy. Go ahead. Go ahead, John. Yeah, the, the stats back it up. That Damian Harris is better than, um, better than, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. better than Devin Singletary. Yeah, and we don't know what the terms are, but we have yeah. to assume that they're less than what Devin Singletary got. Yeah. So you look at it in the totality, and you just you say like, well, what do the Buffalo Bills need? Well, they need a, they need an off ball linebacker. Yeah. Where can you get those? Everywhere in the draft. Yeah. Like, not to mention that they still have some of their own. Right. Yeah. But like. They're going to be fine. They lost Jaquan Johnson. I'm here to tell you that, like, whatever. That, like, we needed safety help. We needed it. We lost Micah Hyde. We needed safety help. And Jaquan Johnson could barely stay on the field. Yeah. And don't be surprised. Don't be surprised surprised if they get another guard. Keep going. Yeah. And that DeMar Hamlin was there. And then DeMar Hamlin leaves, you know, because, you know, God rest his soul. And we have the opening again. Right? We're not going too deep. And we settle on Dean Marlowe. That should tell you everything you need to know about like how, you know, how much the Bills care about Jaquan Johnson. Right. He couldn't even crack fourth string. Oh so my God. Right. Like we're fine. And as far as like, as far as like, what do the Bills need? They need an outside, uh, like an off, an off ball linebacker to complete. Yeah. Defense. Yeah. I agree with that. And then they need to be healthy. What else is there to say? Yeah. Like, when Von Miller leaves the team, you're worse. Really? Really? Yeah. We have a team of monkeys working around the clock on that analysis? Oh. Yeah. It's, like, it's like the Niners losing Bosa, pretty much. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. yeah. Of course you're going to be worse. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, I'm fine with the Bills. I think the Bills are ready to go for the yeah. ultra-competitive AFC East. Yeah, and then if they draft well, which I expect, shout out to Brandon Bean, if, uh, which I explicitly, if, like, like, like Josh, those fans should be happy, and, and they, like I said, they draft well in the draft. It's going to be interesting to see who they dra- draft in the first round, but who cares because they can draft, man. So This way, the entire AFC East should be happy. Yeah. Everybody in the AFC East except for the Jets who should be worried, but. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. And we'll get to them in the offer that I made on the overall sports show. Interesting, interesting, where, where interesting. Do wanna, where do you want to go? Do you want to go to New England? 
Well, let's go to that, by the way, because Lucas Gator will, will listen to this. So, so Josh, what do you got to say to New England? Obviously, they got my boy, the, the gritty, the giddy, whatever. My just Obviously, and they got, obviously got Juju. Honestly, I'm looking at the Patriots depth chart. Honestly, bro, I was talking to Lucas. Their old line is actually not bad. It all really depends on Trent Brown. I actually like their old line, actually, low-key. Now they don't, they don't have a position anymore. Thank goodness. So, you know, obviously they can use another receiver. I heard the Cardinals, Cardinals reporter, uh, every executive is saying Hopkins to the Patriots possibly because, obviously, I told you, Josh, the Cardinals GM is from New England. So is that a possibility? Yes, but I don't see Bill doing it. I mean, can he do it? Yes. Do I see him doing it? No. So, I mean, listen, the running back core, obviously, is Stevenson, James James Robinson, I like that. And obviously, Pierre Strong. So, the running back core is not bad. All right? So, my only problem is I wish they could have a receiver one because this team could actually be interesting. So, what can you say to Lucas Gaynor and some, and some Pats fans? Should Pats fans be happy, Josh would be? Well, let's start with the bad before I get to the good. Okay, okay. Um, you're wrong. Like, if you're listening to Vince Size about James Robinson, then, <laughs> you're, then you're wrong. Like, <laughs> he is bad. Um, and James he's Rob- a running back, too. That's not the key going. Okay? No, I understand that he's your running back, too. If James Robinson enters the game, it means that something has gone horribly wrong to, Rich- to Ramondre Stevenson. Let's pray for health. We believe the players should be healthy. Don't listen to Vince when it comes to James Robinson. That's not... <laughs> um, I'm, t- I'm trying to make Lucas happy, okay? Damn it. I know. And here's what should make Lucas happy. He has the money to go get DeAndre Hopkins. All these rumors about, oh, the Cardinals only want, you know, a bag of beans. The Cardinals want to for your cow yep. on the road. It's ridiculous. I mean, again, the Cardinals operate in the Stone Age. So take nothing um, seriously when they tell you about compensation. Um, except to say that DeAndre Hopkins makes a lot of money, and there are only a handful of teams that can uh, that can reasonably afford DeAndre Hopkins into their cap. One of them is the New England Patriots, and that's why they're the favorites. Don't get it twisted. Don't get yourself confused. It's about the money, and the money says that the New England Patriots can afford DeAndre Hopkins, and if you get DeAndre Hopkins, then what's to stop Mac Jones under Bill O'Brien being able to throw to DeAndre Hopkins, being able to throw to Juju Smith-Schuster, um, Devontae Parker is a number three receiver. You're going to ball. Like, you're worried about Trent Brown? I'm fine with Trent Brown. There are way worse players out there than Trent Brown. I can introduce you to, to one in Denver um, that you forgot about just yesterday <laughs> on your podcast. Uh, yeah, there are way worse players than Trent. I think the New England Patriots are very complete. I think they're ready to go. If they get DeAndre Hopkins, you could make a case that they might even steal the division from the Bills. Oh, interesting. Ooh. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, right. But, but here's the thing, Josh. Here's the thing. I don't see my, my thing. I'm with you. But the thing is, I don't think Bill's going to trade for Hopkins. I, I, I just don't. I, I, see, for me, see, for me, if Brady was here, they would do it. That's stupid. No, 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 and I, I get that. I get what you're saying. And I mean, when was when was the last time Bill Belichick traded for for like a DeAndre Hopkins? Randy Moss. He, they signed him. Oh well, then great, even better. So I mean, I'm oh, no, no, Josh. No, no, the point is, no, Josh. The point is, I want Lucas' team to get Hopkins, and they, and they have the picks to do it. Now the question is going to be, will Bill do it? I don't think he will. 
the he should. He should. He should. Less worried about the picks and more worried about the carrier pigeons. Yeah, exactly. Carrier pigeons survive. No, in no, listen, listen, listen. In New if England. he does trade for him, you know what? I'll be like, you know what, Bill? I'm sorry. Then you you prove me wrong. Uh, Josh, all he needs to do is just prove me wrong and do do that. If he does it. I'll praise him. Boom. There you go. Lucas is happy. We're all happy. And guess what? The AFC East is probably the most fun. They're probably the best division of football. How about that? Well, look, here's what I'm going to tell you. Oh, about. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Everybody here's just what I'm going to say about that. Here's what I'm going to say about that. Look, if the carrier pigeon leaves right now, they're flying in 60 degree weather to Arizona, right? Because that's how they compl- That's how they communicate in um, Arizona. They only communicate by carrier pigeons. They don't have access to <laughs> internet. They don't have access to um, telephones. They don't know what they're doing up or down <laughs> in Arizona, right? So, but but if they wait, right? If the, if the carrier pigeons wait, that tomorrow it's supposed to rain, right? And then it, then the doesn't. It is dependent on the weather. It does change on the weather, but that's because of Arizona's communication style, not because of the Patriots. I'm with you. That's not bad. The car they're, they're fine. Like, look, the idea is like, what do you really want to do, right? If you're the Patriots, what are you really looking to do? Are you looking to get into the playoffs? Are you looking to win a championship? Or are you looking to build forward? If you're looking to build forward, then you're hogging those picks. If you're looking to like get into the playoffs and make noise and reclaim the division. If you're looking to top Tom Brady in terms of Super Bowls one as Bill Belichick, uh-huh. maybe you're going for DeAndre Hopkins. And Bill Belichick is within reach of the all-time wins record. That might also push him over the edge. Yeah, and Dawson, I'm, I'm with you. I think he should do it, but I, I don't think he will. But John, Bill, prove me wrong and do it and make Lucas happy. Look at that. You made Lucas happy, and Mac Jones might go off this year. Look at that. Now, anyways, anyways, let's go with – the Miami Dolphins. Well, obviously, Josh, you know the Miami Dolphins fans. They're, they're uh, happy. Uh, they're happy, obviously, right? They're happy. So, you know what? Hey, they got Remo back. They have Jeff Wilson back. You know, obviously, they got, they got their quarterback core. They're done. Obviously, they got a receiving core. They got backs and burials. That's a good signing. That's that's a really good signing. Um, But they don't they didn't, they didn't replay Jasicki yet, obviously. But, you know, I mean, listen, if you're a Miami Dolphins fan, I mean, cool. Yeah, hey, I mean, they signed some decent defensive players. And their defense, okay, decent. I said decent, not 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 amazing, but decent. Um, but no, Josh, your thoughts about the Miami Dolphins? And to me, I like I told um, Nathan yesterday. Not, yeah, yeah, Nathan uh, yesterday. Uh, I said I, I like the Dolphins. It, it all depends on Tua's health. That's it, plain and simple. Yeah, I, we disagree, and I think you know we disagree. <laughs> Why? I know. You see, I'm being nice. See, I'm gonna see, see, see. Josh likes to play the villain. I like to be the nice guy. <laughs> I'm I'm the villain as it pertains to the Miami Dolphins. I mean, everything I know about the Miami Dolphins is that David Long gets injured every year. He does. He does. That, that he's been in the league, and he's replacing someone who I actually liked on the defense in Alandon Roberts. I actually like Alandon Roberts. I actually think Alandon Roberts is good. Mm-hmm. sneakily signed him this week for two years, $7 million. First time, I didn't even know he was available. Second of all, once he became available, I was disappointed that the Bills didn't get him. Yep. Third of all, and much more importantly, have you noticed that the Miami Dolphins have barely lost any players off of last year's team? Yeah, yeah. The only guys they probably lost is probably Jasicki, right? So why do you think that is? Mm. That's my question to you. Can I can I can I can I can I can I guess? Can I guess? Not free agents. By yeah. golly, Melvin Ingram is still out there. We all know how, Miami Dolphins fans will tell you quickly how great Melvin Ingram is. <laughs> <laughs> well can I can I can I can I guess? 
Trey Flowers, so good as a versatile defensive end. Why, why is he still available? Why is there mm. a problem with him? What about Justin Bethel? Wasn't he so good as a cornerback? Wasn't he the man? <laughs> oh, well, gee, yeah, he, he wasn't. He, he's still out there. He's still available. I'll tell you why he's still available. Because they're not that good. The Dolphins, the Dolphins' depth is junk. They're paper, paper, paper thin. Okay. You've never heard of Deshaun Elliott. There's the new, the, and you shouldn't have, because you would have to be a Detroit Lions fan to know who Deshaun is. Listen, 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 you know what's crazy? The only Elliott I know is from ET. Look at that. Yeah. And the Detroit Lions sucked on defense, and what did they resolve to do this offseason? Get better on defense. Just let me guess. It's typical, typical Dolphins. You know, take trash from take trash. We'll sign it. Why not? Say one, one team's trash is now your trash. Thank you. <laughs> and for every good signing, right? For every good signing of like Mike White for one year, four point five. <laughs> and you know what's crazy, John? You know what's crazy? Dolphin, look at Dolphin fans. They're telling you, Josh, guess what? These are good signings because you know why? We got Vic Vangio, but you don't. Okay, okay. Well, that's going to be that's gonna be the question. Okay, yeah. That's, that's the big question. Is like, can Vic Fangio in one year with no depth overcome, I don't know, God and the injuries that happened to every NFL team this year, right? The, and, answer's, yeah. the answer for us we, we, is we don't know. Every team has injuries at some point. Yeah. Will not avoid the injury bug for 17 games. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Okay. But here's the difference between the other AFC teams and the Dolphins. The other AFC teams have depth. Yeah. Don't. Right. So <clears throat> could it be good? Sure. Right. But, you know, the moment they have to turn to Miles Gaskin, for one year, $1.232 million, mm-hmm. um, they'll wish that they had spent better. They're so thin, dude. They're so thin. I only, yeah. The only reason we're even talking about them is because they lost only Landon Roberts in exchange yeah. for David Long. And I'll tell you right now, I would rather have a Landon Roberts than David Long, like right now as we're sitting here talking. And <laughs> while we're on the topic of, of things, I could have had a Landon Roberts for two years, seven million dollars, as opposed to the two years, eleven million dollars for David, uh-huh. and I'd have been a happier person. Yep. I'd have been a, I, I would have lived happier. I would have lived better. But you know what's crazy, Josh? You know, you know, Dolphin fans—they love Austin Jackson. No, I'm a USC fan, know, but crazy. they love Austin Jackson. Josh. They, they love Austin Jackson. You want to know what's crazy? What? Consider Dan Feeney an upgraded guard because he came from the New York Jets. <laughs> you know what do you know about the Jets last year? Was it that Zach Wilson got injured? Or was it that Mike White got injured? Or was it that, um, or was it that, um, shoot, who was the, oh, or was it that they were starting Joe Flacco by the end of the season? What do you know? No, it's because Dan Feeney is really good. The Dolphins are stupid. Just, <laughs> and their fans are stupid. Their fans are so, listen, listen, I'm going to put, you know what's crazy, Josh? See, I'm a nice guy. Obviously, you're playing the villain. I'm gonna podcast with a Dolphin fan pretty soon, and hopefully, you listen to it. And Josh is gonna, you know, be like, he's gonna roll his eyes during during, during when he listens to it because it, it's it's like, see, Dolphin fans, see, see, I don't know, see, I like them, but sometimes they don't keep it real because it, there's no way in God's earth Mike White is better than Tua. Okay, if Tua is, doesn't have these injuries, you guys are not even talking about Mike White, but. Josh, it is what it is. That's how fans. That's how fans do it. Okay, well, 
you know, it, it look, it could still they could still finish in third place. They could yeah. also still finish in second. Um but I mean no, so let me ask you this. At best for, for to make Dolphin Fest happen, I know you don't, but can they get the wild card again? Can they? If they stay healthy? Sure. Okay. 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 Now, how far they can go. Yeah, how far can they how far can they go? The same place they went last year. Ooh. <laughs> I like that answer. That's interesting. They can and I'm with go you. I'm in a wild card round. That's where they that's where their season ends. They're much less interesting than the last team in that division. Aaron Rodgers is much more interesting. I agree. Which well, um, now we'll talk about them now. Honestly, it's pretty much the exact same team, except obviously they got Alan, Alan Lazard, and obviously um, they still got their first round pick. And what we'll, we'll see, I think I think the Rodgers stuff happens on the draft day because I think the Packers are going to hold this down, which they they, they have they have the leverage right now. In my opinion, they just have all the leverage, but the Packers think they have the leverage. But anyways, anyway, with that being said, Josh. What can you tell Andrew Jones is going to listen to this podcast right now? We're just we're on the 68 minute mark. So, with that being said, Josh, what can you tell the Andrew Jones and Jets fans to make them happy? Um, that I made you an offer on behalf of Bills Nation in the event that you don't get Aaron Rodgers and you have to watch Zach Wilson throw to Alan Lazard. I am willing to send you the Bills seventh round pick. I just 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 for the comedy, just to like thank you. That the world is too PC these days, and the comedians have it really, really rough. You know, they can't talk about certain things they were able to talk about previously. They can't talk about, uh, they, they have to be very PC, but that in a world of political correctness, in a world of woke, that there is a possible universe where Zach Wilson is throwing to Alan Lazard. And that would rescue comedy. That would rescue the entire world if that's, if that's what happens. Um, no, gosh, what else, what else would happen to Zach Wilson, too? Oh Jesus, man! Who knows? He he's he. It would, yeah. We just we have to check various nursing homes. I'm sure there's some kind of disease that Zach Wilson can fake to get into whatever area nursing home. In the event, um, first off, I do think they're going to get Aaron Rodgers, and if they get Aaron Rodgers, then all of this is sort of a moot point. I agree. I agree. We told uh, Andrew Jones that. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I did tell Andrew Jones that, and that's what's going to end up happening, right? But this idea that you're not going to have to give up a first round pick or that you could drag your feet and negotiate. Ridiculous. Yeah. That's nonsense. It's not gonna. That's not how it's gonna happen. You're gonna end up having to give up a first round pick, and the question is, are you gonna have to give up more than that, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, for my money, I think you're gonna have to. I think that the um, Green Bay Packers hold the hammer, and why would they give up the hammer to please Aaron Rodgers? He doesn't even want to play for their team, right? Yeah. So, like, why are you? Why do you care how Aaron Aaron Rodgers feels? Why do you care how the Jets feel? Exactly. The answer is you don't. Right. Exactly. So, so if you don't care, right, then you're probably going to get the Matthew Stafford package. And the truth of the matter is, is that's probably what you deserve after all of the nonsense that Aaron Rodgers put you through. Exactly. Yep. And that's what. You, and, and if you're the Jets, then of course you have to do that. Your entire offseason changes if you have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. If you have Aaron Rodgers, you've upgraded from Braxton Berrios to Alan Lazard. And I hate Alan Lazard, but I'm not. I'm not an idiot. He's better than Brax and Barry. Yeah, uh, uh, bro, if you can have a receiving core with Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, and Lazar, you do it. Yeah, you do it. And if you have Aaron Rodgers throwing to them, then you're, you know, you're in business. But the Jets have quietly lost a lot of pieces off of they that. They have, they have, they have, yes. Um, I did like the West Schwelzer signing. Yeah. Uh, 
off of off of Washington. I did think that one was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Solomon Thomas, the re-sign there was was kind of nice. But quietly, they've lost a lot of like little pieces. They lost <laughs> yeah, yeah. they lost Sheldon Rankins. They lost um, Nathan Shepard. I, I don't know. I didn't really like Nathan Shepard either. And while we're on this topic, very quickly, mm. um, the 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 Athletic NFL podcast, right? I get it that you sometimes get to talk to coaches and then talk to <laughs> general managers, and like you have more access than the poor Vince Size podcast. Grow a pair of balls. Not every signing was a good signing. Okay. <laughs> In it, you think that like, well, and what if I? What happens if I criticize the Nathan Shepard signing? You know, then will the Saints, <laughs> you know, remember it? The answer is that it doesn't matter how the Saints GM feels. You know that it's not. You know that signing a twenty nine point a twenty nine year old to a three year fifteen million dollar contract who is a backup <laughs> is not a good deal, and you don't have any stats to back that up. Like nobody, nobody's gonna blame you for saying, you know what? I didn't like that they signed a backup defensive end for five million dollars a year at the beginning of the free agency period. That's pretty bad, yeah. Yeah, and like the the athletic NFL show, it's just like it's endless. It's endless, dude. It's endless optimism. It doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't make any difference. You can do anything you want, and like the the athletic NFL show is gonna like it. I traded, I traded a package of beads for a bead stock. Well, the ringer at the, the athletic NFL show thinks that was a great trade. Now I understand what you were planning to do with the Saints. Yep. Unbelievable. Like, yeah. Like, I, I just, I, I, like, I can't take it. I can't take So, like, listen to this side. Uh, by the way, kind of breaking news, but former Lions Austin Bryant, defensive end linebacker, is visiting the Niners person. Defensive end. And linebacker slash linebacker. Look at that. For more depth. And that, don't be surprised if Chris Kasarik, Chris Kasarik resurrects his career and he'll get paid. Look at look at, look at at that, Josh, to make Niner fans happy. Look at that. Um, Because you know how Niner fans were worried. But anyways, anyways, Niner fans, hopefully. Well, you know, and I'll, just, I'll, very quickly, I'll very quickly finish it up. Look, the, Jet, the yeah, yeah. players you lost, if you're the Jets, the only one who actually made a difference. Uh, there were two players who, who you lost that actually made a difference for the team last year one of them was sheldon rankins and he went to houston and you just you weren't going to sign him for 9.75 million that's just that's it that's that's all it was it was strictly financial because you're trying to make room for aaron Rodgers. and the other one you lost was braxton barrios um for one year 3.5 million but again like people lose nfl players you know and you upgraded from there with Alan Lazard. But, you know, when you see Dan Feeney go to the Miami Dolphins, you just have to know in your heart that he sucks. You just have to know. You have to know the reality that you saw in front of your eyes. And you have to know that, you know, Florida does crazy things to people. Yes, they do. And makes them sign people like Dan Feeney. (laughs) What division division do you want to hit next? Okay. You know what, man? Before, let's say my team for last. Because I won't... Best for last. How about that? Let's go with the team I, I like right now, and I like what they're doing. The Houston Texans. And Josh, you got to apologize to Texans. I do. And, I, and guess what, Josh? What, what did I fucking tell you about? Excuse my language. What did I tell you about the Texans? They hired the right coach. Everything is going to plan, Joshua B. They're going to get their quarterback at number two. They're going to have a receiver at number 13. Easy, Vince. Easy. And no, 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 Josh. 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 
Okay. They're going to drop a receiver at number 13. Well, that's going to Listen, Josh, you're going to love that receiving core. I'm telling you right now. They're going to draft the receiver from, from Ohio State, and you're going to be like, oh, my goodness What's gracious. What's his Casario, Casario and Michael Ryans are doing the right – actually, if you look at it, Josh, they're right, They're making the right moves. So, Josh will be – and listen, shots to the, the Texas for, you know, signing – you know, um, Dolan Schultz, which I think that was a wonderful signing. Obviously, they re-signed Tunsil. So, anyway, Joshua B., do, do you have to apologize to Houston, Texas fans? Because I, and which, by the way, shout out to my to my friend of mine. Shout out to my friend of my Brian, because he's a Texas fan. He's the only Texas fan I know. But anyways, there's Joshua a, B., that too. Go ahead. Your thoughts. Well, my first thoughts are that there's a reason you only have one Houston, Texas fan. <laughs> That's my first thought. And that you should investigate that. <laughs> it's, it's true that I owe the Houston Texans fans an apology. You know, if, if you listen to the Vince Size podcast, and you should listen to the Vince Size football podcast, yes, sir. it's the only place where you're going to get this much honest analysis. Everyone else is worried about, like, who are you pre- Who's going to be offended about if I don't like something? Who cares? Exactly. Whatever. Like, you didn't like a move and someone else did. Who cares? What difference does it make? One mm-hmm. of you will be right. One of you will be wrong. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. But, yeah, but everybody's concerned about being controversial. And I reminded the Houston Texans fans last week that you were signing 49ers backups. So keep it, you know, keep it all under all in perspective. That when you sign Jimmy Ward for two years, $13 million, and your front office champions that, just remember that he was playing behind Deshaun Gibson. Yep. When you say when, when you sign um, – when you sign Case Keenum, 35-year-old Case Keenum from the Buffalo Bills, just remember that he was playing behind Josh Allen. However, I do owe them an apology. I owe them an apology mm-hmm. because um, signing Dalton Schultz is a really good move for whoever comes in at um, quarterback. At quarterback. Yeah. And getting rid of Brandon Cooks. Um it's it's gonna like they're gonna advertise it. The Cowboys are gonna advertise it as look at what we did, look how great it is. Here's the thing about Brandon Cooks. Um, he's good in the same way that DJ Moore is good, in the same way that Kadarius Tony is good. It's like <laughs> where Brandon Cooks goes off and you're like, Oh my god, look at what he can do. And then he's quiet for the majority of the time. And it's been this way now for like two years. If you've owned Brandon Cooks fantasy, you know that he's not consistent. And yeah. now he's going place where he should be either the second or the third option depending on how you feel about michael gallup right like but regardless of how you feel about michael gallup you know that he's not going to be getting the same amount of targets that he got in houston because cd lamb is there and why would you throw a ball to see to um to um to um, brandon cooks when you could throw it to cd lamb yeah right so but back to the houston texans you're right that i do owe the houston texans a minor apology you now have Nico Collins. You have Noah Brown. Um, Singletary, I thought, was wildly underrated last year. Um, and the Bills just don't know how to use a running back. Wow. What a, what a surprise. Did you know that? Did, did you have any history to to prove that the Bills don't know how to use running backs effectively? Did you, did you know that about Zach Moss? Did you know that about Devin Singletary? Do you know that now about James Cook? Yeah. They don't know how to use running backs effectively, right, in Buffalo. So now you've signed Devin Singletary. To back up Damian Pierce. That's pretty not bad. It's not bad. Um, and so it's not a bad running back room. And Nico Collins is going to team with Noah Brown. Um, and that's going to be good. And, as I, and the same joke I made last week still holds true, which is that you are out of the O.J. Howard and Philip Dorsett business. 
And so, you know, yeah, you've had a winning off season and for no other reason, because you've gotten rid of OJ Howard and, um, and um, Philip Dorsett. But whenever you get too excited about the- <laughs> whatever you start to listen to and <laughs> over the moon about the Houston Texans, you remember they signed Robert Woods for two years, 15.25, one year, 8.75 of it guaranteed. And just like slow your roll a little bit. It's, that it's better, right? Than it was. Yeah. That doesn't make it good. Okay. Good is not the same at like better is not the same as good. There are gradients. That's all I'm gonna say. But like the next time you get jacked about Hassan Ridgeway, right? He was the backup. <laughs> The next time you're like jacked about Corey Littleton, <laughs> oh my, settle down, man. Chase Winovich, who actually had some good moments in, yeah. in Cleveland, like take it easy, right? And and in exchange, in exchange for me, for for you taking it easy for me, I will take it easy whenever somebody starts to get super excited about Kyle Allen, right? <laughs> went to I got you. I got. No, I'm trying. I got. I got you. Hold on. Like, I'm not saying that it's bad, okay? You're definitely better, but better means what, right? Better means what? Does better mean seven wins? Does better mean five wins? Uh, Josh, let me ask you this. If they get that receiver from Ohio State, how better are – can they they compete? I'll say this. I'm not – I don't think they're done with free agency yet, but let me ask you this now. If they get that – get the quarterback and get the receiver from Ohio State, can they compete with Jacksonville? No. Yes or no? No. So the answer will be no as of right now. No, you gave me a hypothetical and I gave you the answer no. Okay. You can keep going. Do you want to do you want to say if DeAndre Hopkins returns? How many different how many different ways do you, how far <laughs> do you want to go before you get me to say yes? Keep going. Let's <laughs> you know what? Josh makes me laugh, man. Here we go. <laughs> oh, no, it can't be Jacksonville. You know what's crazy, Josh? You know who plays this division? The Detroit um, Lions. The Detroit Lions. Look at that. Anyways, anyways, and also they play the NFC South. Look at that, Josh. Anyways, with that being said, uh, shout out to Texas fans, and, and you guys will be in great feature with Demeco Ryan's, and I think Casario will make the right decision in the draft. Okay. Well, all right. All right. Let's let's just address this really quickly. All okay. Right? Everybody's everybody's. Let's go to Tennessee. Let's go to Tennessee. Okay. No, 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 no. Because I know you're going to do this for the next three teams. Okay? okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just address this right now. Okay. I do not think there is a universe out there where I will pick the Houston Texans, the Tennessee Titans, or you know, and this goes to show you, like, because uh, oh, or the Indianapolis Colts to win a wild card. I do not think it exists. I will pick. <laughs> Someone else out of any of the other divisions. You can talk AFC North, talk AFC West. We can talk about the AFC East, and I will I will endorse any I will endorse many of the team from those divisions to make the playoffs. Okay, <laughs> you wouldn't like. Now listen, God occasionally gets involved. Right? <laughs> yes. We're talking ten plays of involvement in order for somebody else besides the Jacksonville Jaguars from the AFC South to get to the playoffs. <laughs> Look, it happens. Yeah, it happens. I mean, pretend, like, pretend like it's never going to happen. That's also extreme, right? The Jews escaped Egypt from the pyramids, utilizing 10 plagues over the sea, over the Passover. Um, Seder, if you don't know what Passover it is, go to your local library. There will be tons of books. So obviously, God can get involved. Okay. Yeah, he can, he can. But, then, 
but like you're talking about massive involvement in order for me to believe yeah. that like the Texans or the Titans or the Colts are going to make it. Yeah. That's no, it. No, no, so I got a question for you though. We, because uh, we talked on the phone mm-hmm. and I want you, what, what can you tell my buddy, Chris, I'm going to podcast with my buddy, Chris, pretty soon about his Colts. He does Colts content. So we got to tell Colts fans because he got excited. So that's my boy, Chris, for the Chris Bauer, you know, they signed Isaiah McKenzie. So can you make Colts fans happy? <laughs> yeah, you're going to love Drops McKenzie. It's, he's going to be your second best receiver. There's no question about that. You're going to be able to put Ashton Doolin in the slot as opposed to Drops McKenzie. That's going to be fun. Um, but the, if you don't have Jonathan Taylor healthy, all of this is a moot point. And before you get too jacked, if you're in like before your buddy gets too jacked, whenever you hear him going off the same way that you just went off a moment ago about the Texans, right? <laughs> That he signed, that his team is the one that signed Matt Gay for four years, twenty two point five million. <laughs> no, 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 Josh. They thought, hey, hey they, they, you know, here, here's the thing though. Matt Gay's white, okay. And guess what? Coach, they love kickers, just like Adam Finitary, right? Keep going, keep going. Yeah. Well, I just, I mean, look, I think that the Colts are going to get Will Levis. I think that's where I thinking. agree. Which I think Chris, you know, is crazy. Chris is a smart man. You know who he wants? C.J. Stroud, smart man. Well, yeah, but I don't think C.J. Stroud's going to be there. Yeah, I don't think so either. C.J. Stroud's gone at one by the Carolina Panthers, or he's definitely gone at two, because your scenario is realistic. Your scenario that they get Jackson Smith and Jigba and C.J. Stroud and start to build their room around them, that makes sense. They're in the right spots. Two and 12, you can come away with Jackson Smith and Jigba. You can come away with C.J. Stroud. They both just played together, so they're going to have that chemistry. That makes sense. So two is as far as C.J. Stroud is going. Like, that's that's where he's falling to. Could you get Bryce Young? You could if your owner wasn't racist. Oh, yeah. But your owner is racist. And it's always important to remember that. It was, And you're going to say, oh, well, you're just basing that off of Matt Ryan. I'm not. I'm basing that off of Phillip Rivers. Oh, you're just basing that off our last two quarterbacks. No, I'm not. I also have Andrew Luck. Oh, you're just basing it off of Andrew Luck. You also have a statue outside of Peyton Manning. Hey, Carson Wentz, keep going. We're, we're talking about 20 years of racism at, at the quarterback position in Indianapolis. The last black quarterback they had was the backup. It was Brissett. Keep going. Yeah, the, yep. last backup, the last person was Brissett. And you know what they did to Brissett after that year? Can I they guess? They released him, right? Yeah. yeah. So you're overcoming 20 years of racism in order to believe that they're going to draft one of the other three. Yeah. I'm telling you, we'll leave this to the Colts. Lock it in. And I'm, and I'm with you, Josh. And I think Colts fans will be pet pissed. And I think Chris will be, be like, oh, my goodness. But you know what? Chris is a smart man. He knows the shit about football because oh, he, yeah. wanted, he wanted more talented, talented receivers. But guess what? Chris Bauer. No, I, you know what? I'll say this. I think Chris Bauer is smart. I don't think the, the, the owner is smart. How about that? Because, but okay. Anyways, we'll move on. Because I want to Wait a minute. Stuff. If you say Chris, Chris Ballard is smart, are you speaking about the Samson Ekubam signing? Oh. oh. <laughs> what, what specifically is making you feel like Chris Ballard is smart? Which which signing of these is, is the one that, <laughs> oh my God. That's, that, what a that's a good point. That's a good point. I should have defended that. Um, yeah, you go, good point. Because obviously they signed a backup. Was it the Gardner Minshew? Was that the one? The white, the oh, white backup? He's another, he's a, guess what? Guess what? He's another white quarterback. Look at that. <laughs> What does that tell you? Anyway, it's fine. Anyway, no, you're right. You're right. And people always say you're, you're being a hater, but no, you're just keeping it real. I'm not being a hater. I'm just I, – I, the thing I'm talking about here is, histor- is history. Exactly. I'm not exactly. talking about, like, 
exactly. I'm talking about, um, I'm not talking about, you know, whether, um, like an opinion, like this exactly, yeah, opinion kind of situation. This yeah, is exactly. like historically what's been going on. Well, speaking of, speaking of, I look at the former front office. You know, it came from the Niners, went to Tennessee, and now he signed Sean Murphy Bunting from Tampa Bay. So so far, you know what? The Titans are making good moves. Now, I obviously think they need another receiver with my guy Trevon Burst, but that's not the either there. Listen, I trust what I, I trust what I see from the with the Titans with, with the GM. So. Josh, I know you don't give a shit because obviously this division. I mean, I mean, you're just being honest. Listen, I'm playing the nice guy. You're playing the villain, obviously. So what can you tell Italian fans? I think they're in the right direction with the GM because he's making smart moves. Is that fair to say? Um, let's see if you've learned your lesson. Who's the receiver? <laughs> let's, who's the second receiver in the Tennessee Titans? <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> yeah. Do any research or no? It's okay if you didn't. Do you know off the top of your head? <laughs> Nick Westbrook. Nick Westbrook. You're okay. You get you. Okay. No, no, no. You see a late receiver, Kyle Phillips. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> congratulations for remembering what you said last. Wait, but listen, but listen. Here's my thing, though, Josh. That's not the GS fault. That's John Robinson's fault. Well, I'll tell you what's your fault. Nick Westbrook isn't a real person. Nikina Westbrook is a real person. Oh, sorry. There you go. Well, no, you're sorry. You're not the. You don't have to be sorry. The sport track is calling him Nick Westbrook. And that's why you called him Nick Westbrook, because you're looking at that thing. Yeah, there yeah. is no Nick Westbrook. It's Nikita Westbrook. Now, why is that important? Because he's so irrelevant that sport track, whose only job is to like, report the, the contracts and what you were signed for. Right, right. right that's right, all right. they which player was signed and for how much and for how long? That's all they do, right? They thought he was so irrelevant that they got his name wrong. <laughs> that tells you just how irrelevant the Tennessee Titans are. That the, that, the, that the thing that literally all they do is report the contracts, right? That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And they got it wrong. They yep. No. But, the but other than that, are you are you are should Titan fans be happy with the signing of you know the corner from Tampa Bay? Because Tampa no, Bay No, because Sean Murphy Bunting is the reason you know him is because um Carlton Davis got injured. Yeah. And Sean Murphy Bunting played well in Carlton Davis's absence. Sean Murphy Bunting is not the number one cornerback. He's not he's, he's not, not even the number two. Jameel Dean is the number two. So what you're really getting is you're getting a third cornerback. It's something to be excited about if you're, like, one cornerback away, right? But the Titans are, like, 10 players, 15 players I know, I know, I know. from being competitive. Like, they're not good, dude. And, you know, one of those players is backup Philadelphia offensive tackle, Andre Dillard. Like, what does it say to you? <laughs> and you invested, like, $29 million over three years in, in, in him. Yeah. It's- it's too much, and it's not a good signing. Like, the players that you do build around, like Nate Davis, right? Like, that's a player to sign, and he left for Chicago. Yeah. And, like, I like Aziz. Aziz is the one signing where you're like, you know what? That's a good player, right? But there's so much Yeah. that is just like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, and I, I, I kind of like the Daniel Brunskill signing as well. I actually think So there you go. So there you go. Okay. But, like, I can't sit there and endorse Titans. <laughs> fans delusions i mean they <laughs> where they're at they they know honestly where <laughs> and it, it's not appropriate for me to be sitting there and go like no 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 the titans have a chance and then for them to be upset when you know doom happens 
Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Sorry, at the end of the day, Josh, you're just being honest. And I mean, uh, to me, listen, I, I, I think they're gonna have a good draft because I like their GM. He's de- making decent signings, and um, and if he does well in the draft, which I expect him to, the times will be fine. Now, I think times will probably be at best at probably three or five. I will say probably three, probably three. The closest one, probably ah, uh, fuck. I mean, you three or four at best. But anyways, anyways. Ignore, let's ignore that, shall we? Let's go with the other division. So, we'll, we'll quick, I, I'm, there's just two more teams I want to talk about. And that's it. I want to talk about real quick about the Falcons because actually, I like their moves, though, Josh. You, this is a team you were high on, and they got the corner from the Vikings. But um, uh, Mike, no, it was the Vikings, was it the Lions? But, anyways, Mike Hughes, their secondary is getting a lot better. So, Josh, are you liking the Falcons signs? To me, honestly, I think they're missing peace. I like Haneke. The only missing piece is the quarterback, to me. Um. Yeah, makes you want to get makes you wonder what why they're not in the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes, doesn't it? I, I agree. Um. I like them fine. I I like them fine. I I don't think that they're. I, I don't know. Where, where do you what What do you want me to say specifically about where okay, I? Okay, th- okay, Josh. How can you? Okay, sh- so Jody, my buddy Jody's a Falcon fan. I know. Should Falcon fans right now be happy about their team right now? Yes. How happy is where we might have some disagreement? That's fair. Okay. Um, I, I definitely think that they should be... Oh, how do I even say it? How do I... <laughs> I think they're going to be better. Okay. Okay. There's no question about that. I definitely. I, I told you last week. I love what they're doing on defense. I Me love Caden Ellis. I out loud think that he's like an awesome player. Okay. Uh-huh. I like what they're doing with David Onyemata. Right. I think that like him next to Grady Jarrett is really going to be fun. I think. I agree. Out on defense. I like Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates is really really good. I love L O V E the Matt Collins signing. That was a yeah. Oh yeah. Bro, and they got that, receivers now. Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and Mac Hollins. Yeah, Ooh. you're you're okay. building the you're building nicely, um, and I'm okay with Cornell Armstrong and Mike Hughes. Like, I don't think they're great, but I don't think they're bad. There's there's worse out there. There, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I'm not willing to say that I think they're all the way there. Like, if they had Lamar Jackson, I would be feeling differently. I agree with you. That, that's why I think that's why I feel like they're missing a quarterback. I mean, Haneke's cool, but he's, a, he's just a backup. And obviously, we'll see with Desmond Ritter. I mean, at the end of the day, guess what? I mean, the Falcons got a top three pick right now, okay? I don't think they're going to get one of the quarterbacks. I mean, if you were probably them, I mean, they're not getting a receiver. They're probably going to go defense, which that's fine. You nail, you, you nail it there, and then and guess what? It's a win-win in my in my opinion because they can either trade for Lamar or they can say, you know what? Next year's job is quarterbacks, big go. And then whoever is the quarterback for their team next year should be fine, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I want to make it clear to Falcons fans that and I want them. I see. I want to make them happy. You know. So yeah, I don't think you're bad. As yeah. I said before, I think that you're the team that's heading in the right direction. Yes. Right. I don't think that way about everybody. Right. And especially right. like. Like you, you, you know that I don't like the Carolina Panthers. You know that I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are, you know, a quarterback away from being a quarterback away. You know that I think that the, um, 
who's the other team? And like the fact that I can't even, oh, the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints, I out loud think, are doing a bad job. They're going to be another for like my worst offseason. You know, Saints fans don't agree with you, but it's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's okay. Whatever. They don't exist. It's all a myth. It's all a myth. Some people believe that the 2020 election was rigged. I believe that the world and Saints no, don't know what they're doing. Right. Like the Saints. The That's Saints a good one. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Bad. So, like, yeah, I like what the Falcons are doing. I think the Matt Collins signing was very sneaky good. Uh, I think that the that the core is in place, but I really would – like, if they signed Lamar Jackson, we'd be having a completely different conversation. I'm with, I, Josh, I'm with you. And that's the frustrating part because they have the pieces now. It's just that you, if, you're, if you're the Falcons GM, bro, you had the pick to trade for Lamar. I mean, to me, I just, this is what I said with Nathan. Bro, I think both both the Ravens and Lamar part ways, man. I mean, listen, Falcons, it, it's, it fits best with you. Lamar Jackson might be the next Michael Vick. Who do the Falcons have? I mean, Josh, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, Michael Vick. It's the, it's the Falcons' chance to do it. They have the cast leads to do it. Fuck it. Why not? You have the pieces for Lamar. But guess what? That's probably not going to happen. But it should happen because, Josh, last year they were trying to go for this on Watson. And they, they were, and they were close. But guess what? Cleveland got him. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, listen, who knows if those reports are true if, they're, if, if those teams are saying no? Who knows? I mean, they might be right, or maybe they're wrong. Who knows? As of right now, they're no. But we'll see in the draft. But, Josh, I'm with you. I feel bad for Falcon fans because all they need is a quarterback, and if you have Lamar, they can win this division. They could. And that's the frustrating part, and that's the frustrating part. They could, but, again, it's important to remind yourself to not get too worked up over anything that happens in the NFC or AFC South. Right. It's important to remind yourself that it's really not that big of a deal. I mean, they exist. Right, obviously they exist, but like, you know, you know, stress is a killer. You know, the doctors prescribe like statins every day for people who you know have high cholesterol and hyperlipidemia and all these things. And you know, most of them are Titans fans and Texans fans and um, Tampa Bay fans and Saints fans. And you know, we have to reduce the dependence on statins in this country, which means we probably need to consolidate those eighteen. No, I'm teasing. But yeah. Josh, 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 your character, your comedy. This is why I like you as a partner for my show. Look at that. Look at that, Josh will be. There I You know, Josh will be. You know what what I get from fans? They say you bring comedy. Look at that, Josh. Well, I try to. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for the jokes. But also, I like to think that I know what I'm talking about. Yes, 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 yes. And like, when I say that, like, the Falcons have the advantage that no one else has, I'm not sitting there to, like, I'm not saying that to hear myself talk. No, I'm no. saying that because they don't make stupid moves like signing Adam Thielen for three years, 20. I agree, I agree, no. I agree with you. That's fair. I you know, which, by the way, Josh, I would have went, went DJ Shark over Thielen, but that's neither here nor there. And and there you go. Anyways, anyways, but you're well, right. Like, you're right, Josh. You like ghosts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, now, Josh will be, let's get with a, with a smarter team because obviously this team's going to have more depth. And let's make my Niner Nation happy. Okay, let's go with my team. Uh, let's Let's do it. So, obviously, they got the center for the Giants. That was a good signing, by the way, for depth. And his name is John Feliciano. I heard. I love John Feliciano. That is a good signing. Yes, sir. Now, honestly, this team, honestly, all this this team needs is depth at this point. That's why you say what the Niners do. I know, I know, I know. Their main need is obviously right tackle. Uh, Another, well, actually, to be fair with you, depth of right tackle. There we go. 
That's the smart way. And obviously, they got to get Kittle's replacement pretty soon. He's going to be in his 30s. So I, I, I would assume they're going to clarify that in the draft because this is a deep tight end draft. So there he goes. So not well, you, are, you are very against Kittle. You are my only friend who like doesn't like George Kittle. No, no, no I like Kittle. But, but here's the deal, Josh. We got to get his replacement, replacement soon. And I think that's going to be this, this upcoming draft. Um, I have talked to 49ers fans besides yeah. you for the better part of the last year and a half. Nobody I know except for you is like ever talking shit about George Kittle. So the question becomes, what did he do to you? What is the story there? Nothing. George, did, did you did nothing. Did he a hallway? Nothing. Like, did he take a job you wanted to get? Like, what happened? <laughs> no. Because he's no, the he only one. You're, you're happy to talk about Mike Gusecki, how great he is. Dalton Schultz is great. Um, Travis Kelsey is great. Whenever we get to George Kittle, when are they going to draft his replacement? What is going on with you and George? I don't know. I don't know. I, I know. What's wrong with him? What did he do? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, I'm, I'm making. Exactly. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Um, no, but no. But in all serious, Josh, Josh, I think Fortnite fans should not even panic at all. I, I, I guess what I'm, I'm going to predict this is right now, and I'm just, I know people are going to call me crazy, but listen, and I hope listen, I hope Trey works out. God bless him. I hope Brock Purdy gets healthy before the year started, before the season starts. I'm going to say this right now. Yeah, Sam Darnold, he's a former top three pick, by the way. Yeah. And I would not be surprised if he thrives with a Shanahan offense because this is probably the best play caller he's had. So, honestly, if you look at it, Joshua B., this is a win-win for Kyle. If you look at it, he has a he has caliber quarterbacks that could that, that could win. I mean, obviously, I mean, Sam is better than, than Josh Johnson. That's not even saying much. But, no, but seriously, this is a win-win for Kyle. So, anyways, anyways my point, my point is, Joshua B., is the, all the Niners need, and Niners fan, you should listen to this podcast because because you, you have to because me and Joshua B keeps it real about about this team. Is all they're gonna do is care about depth, and they're gonna get more depth. And, and they they have 11, 11 picks. They're gonna sign more. They're gonna they're gonna sign two more defensive ends, more, more than likely. And I'm gonna be happy with it. And Joshua B, I'm gonna celebrate. And you know, and and I think Niners fans should celebrate too because I at the end of the day, you know why I trust my team. And I said to my the, to the podcaster yesterday, is one reason why I trust my team is because this team can draft and they can develop. Go ahead, your thoughts, and Josh, what, what, what do you what do you think? What do you what do you think? I mean, I'm I'm happy. I'm not worried, but other Niner fans are worried, uh, are panicking. So because obviously losing to uh, Charles Emmanuel and uh, and the others. So Josh should be to make not the other Niner fans happy. What what do you got to say about my team? Um, those fans should also settle down. Exactly. Like, again, call, slow your roll. <laughs> I know that Aminahue had a good year. I understand that he had a good year. And that's the one where you could have really been like, you know, uh, what was our team doing? But they were like, look, we need to, we need to save money. We just got um, – we, we just ended up signing Javon Hargrave, right? Or Hargrove, excuse me. Like, and we chose Hargrove over Aminahue. And you would make that same choice as well. Like – Nothing, nothing about that is so over the top, right? Like you kept Jake Brendel. He's there for the next four years. He's good, right? He's out loud good. And the people you've lost so far are backups. I really want to emphasize that, that with, except for a mini Q and McGlinchey, 
everybody is a backup. And guess what? The guy we're visiting is a backup, Austin Bryan. Which, by the way, Joshua B., uh, would you be surprised if Chris Kasarik resurrects his career and this guy gets paid? No, that's how great Chris Kasarik is. He's gonna do the same. He's gonna do the same shit. No, no, Joshua B. He's gonna do the same shit with Clayton Farrell. But keep going. Well, that's what I wouldn't be surprised by. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Cleveland Farrell just like ended up dominating. Like exactly. If, if he ended up being great, I don't see why that's such an over the top prediction. I know that he was with the Raiders. I know the Raiders suck. I know the Raiders don't know how to even make a choice on the field of what exactly. field they want to have. So, like, I know what you're worried about, but the 49ers don't have those issues. They don't have that problem. They know what they're playing on. And so, like, it's going to be a situation where Cleveland Farrell could very well be, um, could very well be in a good spot next year. Um, and so I'm fine with Cleveland Farrell. I'm fine with Cleveland Farrell as a replacement. I know you're looking at other people for competition's sake, but I would seriously, I'm, I'm square. I would focus on keeping Robbie Gould and I'd be done. I'd be good to go. I would, I'll be, I'll be hoping, honestly, I'm with you, but I'm also hoping because the Panthers have not signed him yet. I'm assuming they're going to sign him, but I mean, shit, if, if, if Wilkes and Kyle can get Pinero. We're fine, man. I mean, he's John, 27 years old. I mean, I would take him over Robbie Gold. Robbie goes in his 40s. But at the end of the day, Jocelyn, it's, it's, here's, the, here's the deal. If they don't sign Robbie Gold or any kicker, you know what's going to happen. They're, they're going to get Jake Moody uh, out of Michigan or the guy from Maryland or the, or the guy from Georgia. And guess what? No one's going to care because they're going to they're be great for San Francisco. That's, Look at right. that. That's exactly right. They're going to be great. So, it's like – Everybody, settle down. (laughs) It's not that big of a deal. In the meanwhile, Seattle is letting everybody leave. Um, Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about them because the other two teams we don't give a shit about. Let's go. Let's go. Well, it's just they're not. They're not doing anything. You know, they. The only reason they even signed Drew Locke is because he went into their office. Yep. It's like everybody decided to take a vacation. Exactly. Um, Yeah, they're they're like they're just not paying attention, right? They they just they went on holiday. Yeah. They're gonna pick over free agency after everybody else is all done. Because they're not signing anybody. I'm I'm square with the 49ers. And at the moment, um uh, at the moment, I'm actually more into um I'm more into the 49ers. Like they're my favorites for the NFC at this moment. I I I agree. When healthy, I agree. Well, there is one more team that we have to talk about. Um that I don't <laughs> And then we can end the podcast. Then okay, we, which team was there's, that? There's, there's one more that we need to um, talk about. Okay, which one? Which is, well, there's two things we need to talk about. The first is that, like, Cam Newton. Very, oh, here we go. Like, dude, I appreciate that you can throw a ball into the dirt, right? <laughs> I can do it as well. Vince over here on the other on the other side of this podcast can also throw a ball into the dirt. You don't need to hold pro days for that. Like we, you just take a video of throwing of, of throwing a football into the dirt, and, and like and put it on TikTok and save everybody a lot of time. Like you're wasting travel budgets, you're wasting people's time. You're done, and it's okay. You don't have it. It's fine. You know, maybe you live near Auburn, whatever. But you're you're, it's done. It's done. Right. I know he doesn't think it's done, but it's done. He's done. Okay, so now I've addressed that. I have to talk to you, Bengals fans. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. 
Thank you for reminding me, Josh. Go ahead. Here we go. Yeah. Last week, um, I I said that I didn't know what the Bengals were doing, mm-hmm. and I criticized them, um, and um, I, I said that I didn't like what they were doing. I said that I was worried about them, and you know, mm-hmm. had the Baltimore Ravens close the gap. Um, Orlando Brown Jr. Oh, breaking news. Sorry about that. David what? Long Jr. is signing with the Raiders. Go ahead. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Who's David Long Jr.? Uh, he's he's played with the, for the Rams. He's 25 years old, and he's a one-year deal for the Raiders. Go ahead. Uh, Jordan Schultz said that. All right, go ahead. Finish. Uh, great. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to process that in my head. I know. I know. I know. No, I know. my mind doesn't know where to, where to go because, you know, it's the Rams. Exactly. And that's what they get, you know, getting out of Robinson, you know, and that's why they're in trouble. And that's why they're trying to trade them. Good luck with that. And yeah, and that's what they get. Anyway, we don't give yeah. a shit about okay. them because. Like, so Bengals fans, I was wrong. Yeah. Picking up Orlando Brown Jr. completely swings, like, what I think about you. Yeah. Like, from where you were pre-Orlando Brown, yeah. where you are post-Orlando Brown, I think you're looking at the Kansas City Chiefs and saying, you know what, you you think that you have the only – that your idea of, like, we're just going to put a wall in front of our quarterback and we're going to dare you, like, and we're going to say, well, as long as our quarterback stays upright, we're going to win. Mm-hmm. Like, that plan is being duplicated by the Cincinnati Bengals right now. And I think the Cincinnati Bengals have more talent offensively at every position except quarterback than the Kansas City Chiefs do. And so it says here right now, pre-draft, that the Bengals are my favorite to get to the Super Bowl. Now things can change. But at the moment, you know, with free agency, with the first big wave of free agency done, Orlando Brown Jr. is a massive upgrade, a massive upgrade for that Cincinnati offensive line. Yeah. And also, Josh, you also got a message message to Jonah Williams. You got any message to him? Jonah, shut up. Take back your trade demand. Go beat out Lyle Collins. And in the event that you can't beat out Lyle Collins, in the event that Lyle Collins still has that starting tackle job, move your butt over to guard. Stop being a cancer. Stop. You have to look at the situation around you. You have to realize that you've been injured. Orlando Brown Jr. was better than you any. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Like, Orlando Brown Jr. for four years, $67 million, that's a steal. Yeah. That's that's a joke. For you, I, I even overpriced it. Four years, sixty-four million dollars. Like he he can make it. Later, Brown Jr. can make an argument. Best left tackle in football. I wouldn't agree with it, but it would be a lot better than Laramie Tunsil. Yeah. And so, like when he comes aboard, you just have to be like, okay, well, where do you want me to play? Yeah. And like you've been you've been too injured, Jonah. Like I'm sorry that you're losing your tackle spot, but like. You haven't stayed healthy enough to warrant the trade demand you're requesting. They yep. pick up your fifth year option, grow a pair, and be <laughs> like just settle, settle down. Also, <laughs> while we're on the topic of the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Um, the way they replaced Von Bell, and I forgot that they had Dax Hill. That's on me. Like I had forgotten. Oh, he's good. He's good. But yeah. Dax is good. Like now, is he Jesse Bates? Good, probably. No, no. Not but, yet, but he could, he could be. But could he be? Yeah, I think he could. And so, like, for me at least, the Bengals have made have made just a, a huge turnaround. And to be like, well, what are they going to do on defense? I don't know. But I also know that in two years ago, Super or in last year's AFC Championship game, 
when Mark Hendrickson was coming off the edge that Orlando Brown absolutely stonewalled him. Period. Yeah. I, mean, that, I, guess, I guess what Josh would be, and I know Chiefs fans are going to listen to this. Chiefs fans are laughing at this signing. I don't know why, because they yeah. think he was, you know, I don't know. Uh, that's what Chiefs fans do. They like to tease Bengals fans, but do you have any message to, for Chiefs fans for that? You should be concerned. Mm. I mean, I, I mean, look, maybe your team did all the right stuff with Jawan Taylor, right? Maybe they know something that I don't, and it's entirely probable that they do. Um, Jawan Taylor was considered good prior to the game, prior to the free agency, and maybe he still is. Okay, but I know for a fact that Orlando Brown Jr. is a known commodity. He is known. I know what I'm getting out of Orlando Brown Jr., and I don't know what I'm getting out of Jawan Taylor. And it would make me nervous. I would be nervous. And I don't think you should be as confident. You've lost Juju. You've lost um, Orlando Brown Jr. You know, deep breath. You probably will be okay. I mean, you have Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah. But, like, section got a little bit better. Nick Scott is a just fine replacement for Von yeah. Oh, yeah, it's back up. Yeah. And guess what? You got all your draft picks. And if yep. you draft well, if you draft well, they should, they should really should be fine. My, my Honestly, the only question is for the Bengals, pretty much. They're going to resign Burrow. That's no question. And obviously, the, now, do they have the question is going to be Joshua B. And hopefully, Bengals fans listen to this podcast. The question is going to be do they have enough money to resign T. Higgins? That's going to be the question. Well, yeah, but that was the question anyway. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like that question has been there for, for a while. Yeah, like, that question was always there, right? It didn't matter what we were, um, where we were at. We were all worried about T. Higgins. All of us were. Because that's how, because T. Higgins is that kind of a player in this wide receiving market. But, like, all things revolve around Joe Burrow as far as um, the offense goes. And I think on that, we have to end our podcast, man. Yes, we do. So there you go. So Joshua B, you tell everybody, your social media, everybody can follow you and I'll tell you their mind and we'll get it going. I'm JB Fortis. Um, on Twitter. I'm thinking about starting a podcast called Josh and friends. Um, you know, kind of like Fox and friends. I might even use the theme music, right. For Fox and friends only it's Josh and friends. And instead of talking about politics, we're going to end up talking about sports. Um, Celtics had a great win last night. I was on anything is potable. Um, which is the Athletic Boston Celtics podcast, um, just before telling everybody to calm the hell down with the Boston Celtics. Um, the same way I'm trying to calm down AFC South fans, NFC South fans, um, just know that I do it for other sports as well. <laughs> you know, that it's that it's as much an indictment that it's really about sports and not about your um, And yeah, find me anywhere. Always, I'm, I'm always available in some way, shape, or form. All right, you guys can follow me at Respectable Vink. My other account is obviously Vinci, V-I-N-C-E-S-A-I-Z, 824. Me, by the way, pay attention to this. Me and Lucas, my co-host Lucas Gaynor. Lucas will be back next week. Um, we're going to we're gonna recap everything. But Sean, Sean Payne hired every, pretty much everything. It's pretty much, I'm asking Lucas every, everything pretty much uh, because he's been he's busy with his work. So shout, shout out to our boy, Lucas Gaynor. So, so, so with that being said, Josh, thank you for your time. I'll see you next week. Course, I'm sure we'll have... More news. Let me ask you this, Josh, before we go. Yeah. Do you think Odell Beckham Jr. will be signed before we pocket next week? Well, I want him to, but I mean, I've been saying that now for what, a year and a I half? Mean, I know, I know. Right? So, like... Actually, you know what? I'll, 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 I'll rephrase it. Will Odell get signed and will DeAndre Hawkins 
get traded before Tuesday, before next Tuesday. I do not believe that DeAndre Hopkins will be traded, and I have no idea. Like, I'm less certain about Odell. You know, I like I have no idea with Odell. I that's want fair. that's fair. That's fair. Like, it's just it's so random with Odell Beckham Jr. You just you don't know from day to day. You know what what's going on with Odell. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Talk to you later, man. I'll talk to you later. Peace out, John. John, John. I'll see you next Tuesday. Peace. See you next Tuesday.